The Viridian Nutrition range of 200 plus award-winning products includes vitamins, minerals, herbs, nutritional oils, specialty supplements, tinctures and balms. All formulated to be helpful, efficacious and pure. By choosing our Viridian Nutrition range, you are one step closer to your goal of 100% wellness. Ethical vitamins with an organic heart. Available at all Browns outlets. Browns and you. There are billions of women passing through similar experiences all around the world and for whatever reason, we often feel like we're alone. It's time to make a point of discussing these topics from a range of viewpoints. These conversations surpass age, race, location. They are relevant to women everywhere. Welcome to The She Word. Conversations that women rarely have, but really should. I'm your host, Trudy Kerr. Before we get going, I'm going to get you to just gaze under the screen somewhere along here. If you haven't yet subscribed, followed, or liked the She Word, please do, because we have some amazing shows coming up in the next six months. We have amazing, amazing conversations that you want to make sure that you're part of. So subscribe, and you'll find out all about them when we send out notifications. If you're one of our Patreon page subscribers, a special welcome to you and a huge thank you. Because as a Patreon page subscriber, you're seeing this content before anybody else. But not only that, we'll also be providing you with exclusive content and of course, special Patreon page subscriber offers and deals as well as live events coming up very soon. But most importantly, as a Patreon page subscriber, you are making a difference because 50% of the profits from our Patreon page goes directly to the Richmond Foundation to support women who are affected by these shows, who want therapy or guidance and maybe can't afford it. So Patreon subscribers, thank you. Now, some conversations on the She Word are easier than others. Some conversations tackle emotional topics, emotive topics, and sometimes conversational topics that arise are topics that women have very different opinions on. Of course, it's much easier to avoid tackling these topics. However, that's not what the She Word is all about. We're about having conversations that women really should have, but rarely have. So today we're talking about the topic of women and identity. And before we go into the details of what that is, I want to introduce my guest first. Of course, Sue Caruana. Hello, Sue. Hello, Trudy. It's your third rodeo with us. It is. Welcome back. I know, I love it. I love being here. You were here on the show Body Modification, and also you were sharing your journey on the show Women Surviving Relationship Trauma, but you contribute every week to this show with your Keeping It Real, and it's the Keeping It Real that prompted this got conversation, got you into trouble and prompted this conversation because you had a reel on identity and we're going to talk <laughs> about that in a moment. Now, Alexia de Bono, thank you so much for being here. Hi, it's really nice to be here. Thank you very much for inviting me. You are so welcome because you are one of the women that responded to Sue's reel. Yep. And you're one of the, when that happened, I picked up the phone and I spoke to you. We had a yep. great conversation. And I said, okay, Alexia, you know what? We're going to do a show about it. And I said, will you come? And you said, yes. Yes. <laughs> so thank you so much for being here. And I'm going to get you to fill in the details of who you are in just a moment. Mm -hmm. 
Hello, darling. Hello, darling. <laughs> Dr. Maria Pisani, I am such a girl fan and I'm really thrilled that you've come back for a second show because, of course, you were here on the She Word right at the very beginning when we were talking about women and women's rights. And for anyone who doesn't know who you are, you're a senior lecturer at the University of Malta within Youth and Community Studies and the Faculty for Social Wellbeing and the co-founder of Integra Foundation, which is an organization set up in 2004 to assist with the integra integration of minority groups in Malta. And I'm a big fan because you're always out there making a difference and caring about conversations that are really important. I'm going to stick with you, Maria, because I'm pretty sure I've missed out some details. Fill in the details. Well, tell me a little bit more about yourself. Oh, I wasn't. It's always lovely to be here. And, it's, and it's, been, it's been an absolute joy seeing how this program has developed as well, Trudy. Well done. Amazing stuff. I don't know what else to add, actually. Um, but I, I immediately said yes for the invitation to come on this program today. Um, I, I had seen the reel. And, um, and when you spoke to me, I said, well, I've seen the reel. But... I was not aware of the conversations that happened after because it was crazy at work and all the rest of it. Um, but I, to, to, to speak to, 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 to the conversation you've already had with Sue and to, to, to sort of take off from that, I'm all about uncomfortable conversations. I, I, I don't, well, I'm not saying I, I'm often in a room where I agree with everyone, although generally speaking, I'm not. <laughs> and people are like, here she goes again. And, um, but I think these conversations are important, and it's not about—it's not about um, agreeing. It's about struggling through, and and what we do is a struggle at the mm -hmm. end of the day. And so it's about struggling through and trying to to see things from different perspectives and and see what kind of agreements we can come to, and where we can't. And that's that's cool. So it's always good to be here. I am so glad you're part of this conversation. <laughs> I'm so glad that you said yes. So I'm going to come to you, Alexia, because as I said, I you made comments about this this reel that Sue right, put out. Yes. We're going to come back to that in a second. We picked up the phone. We had this great long, I think it was an hour long conversation. I think so. It was like an hour and a half, something, oh my something word. like that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah. to give a bit of a backstory, you are also a co-founder of one of the political parties. So tell us a little yeah. bit about yourself. Um, so, I mean, I'm... Lexi Dubon, I'm 25. Um, it feels like those job interview questions where they ask you about yourself <laughs> and you just can't remember. Um, I mean, I'm a, a co-founder of, of a political party, Vault Malta, which is the third, well, the first openly pro-choice party, um, which I co-founded with my partner, Arnas Lassis, who's Lithuanian-born, but culturally he's as Maltese as they come. Um, that journey into politics kind of started during my university. Uh, years. I was doing a degree in English literature and linguistics, but the topics got very political. So it was really interesting to see. And then we, he, Arnas was involved before from 2018. I came in around 2020, you know, there was COVID, everyone's questioning their life. I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? Can I? Yeah, no, it's fine. You can say that. <laughs> it's way too on? late not to have swear words on Sorry. the C words. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, you know. You wait till Sue gets started. <laughs> so, you know, literally, like, what the fuck? What's happening with my life? You know, what am I doing? And I came out as bisexual as well that same year. So, you know, 
discovering a lot about myself. And then I said, okay, I want to join in with what he's doing with Volt Europa, European part, because it's a pan-European party. That's how it first started. But Volt Malta is one part of that. But even then, like policies, the culture kind of differ. So literally just hearing, you know, you're, let's say we're the Maltese section of this European party. So our perspectives make a difference really. They affect policy, everything else. Um, and, you know, then in 2021, we registered as a political party. That was insane. Um, insane in a, in a great way, obviously. But I was like, oh, okay. No, I was guessing from your smile, that was a great event. Yeah, no, it was. <laughs> um, and I learned a lot about myself on the way. Obviously, there was burnout, mental health struggles, all that kind of stuff. But uh, it, was, it was great. Then I ran for elections as well in, in 2022 on two districts, which, again, was insane. But great. <laughs> brilliant. I'm brilliant. Well, I'm really glad that you're here. And I'm glad that we had that conversation and you mm -hmm. said, yes, you're going to come and you'll come on the show and that we'll have this. Yeah. Sue, Sue Caravana. Hello, darling. <laughs> um, you know, viewers, listeners of The She Word will be familiar with you and you have really spoken out, particularly uh, on the show, mm -hmm. Women Surviving Relationship <coughs> Trauma, mm -hmm. as well as your weekly reels that you share with us. And I'm so <laughs> grateful that you do do that. But for anybody that doesn't know you, a little bit of a backstory, not too much detail, you've shared it a number of times, but a little bit of detail about who you are. Well, I'm 53. Um, uh, I am a semi-permanent makeup artist, um, but um, I think I'm just somebody who um, has a big mouth, maybe, or <laughs> um, is uh, happy, I think, in at, at this age to talk about anything that uh, comes to mind and... I think that is more sort of n now who I am than what I do being who I am. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, so. And you've shared an awful lot. And one of the reasons that uh, I've always enjoyed your keeping it real because it's no holes barred. You say exactly what you think and that's fantastic. And I'm pretty sure that all of us are gonna say what we think around this table today. Mm. Mm. And before we get started, I just want to reiterate, I think we can agree at the table that none of us are homophobic, transphobic, um, none of us are uh, racist or sexist or anything like that. That's not why we're having this discussion. We're, we're having an open discussion. And just because, as you said, just because you don't agree doesn't mean to say that you're suddenly he speaking hate speech. Mm -hmm. It's just a difference of opinion. And if there was ever anything on the on the show, this show that was anywhere near hate speech, it would be completely eliminated anyway. So I think it's probably the best... Uh, way to start is for you, Sue, just to outline what the real was that got this conversation started, what your opinion was. And then we'll talk about some statistics a little bit later on. But well, what did you say on that reel that, that provoked a reaction from both people that agreed with you and people that didn't? Well, basically, in a nutshell, what I was saying was that... Um, you know, I'm 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 very happy to be tolerant of everybody that there is in this world, whatever your sexual orientation is, and whether you are transgender, transvestite, or whatever it is. I mean, I I I don't have any problem whatsoever in acceptance and equality and and tolerance. But I feel 
that um, uh, as a woman, my identity is being um, um, overshadowed, that, um, you know, what women went through to get to their independence and, and equality is now being pushed to the side, and um, that we have men sort of you even become afraid to say what you actually think, you know, because it, I just wanted female identity not to be um, put aside, you know, the fact that I, I'm, I'm a woman, I, I had periods, I went through a hysterectomy, I luckily didn't have menopause, but I, I have to take um, my medication to avoid having that, and a man changing his sex to become a woman is never actually going to experience those things and they are he is or will be a transsexual in his own right but never an actual fully fledged woman and not to take that away from me that was sort of like in a nutshell where i was coming from you also mentioned that there were terms that you didn't want to be taken away from you. You didn't yes. want. I don't the want term to be called mother. a. Yes, I'm a you mother. Didn't want to be a chest feeder or a cis. You, you know, these are not, not terms. Cis. That, no, uh -huh. I, I, I don't want to be parent number two on the birth certificate of my children. I don't want to be a parent. I'm a mother. I want to have Mother's Day. I like it that my children get me a card and buy me flowers on Mother's Day, because I carried them and I pushed watermelons out of my vaginal passage and that hurt a lot and I had stitches and whatever and I don't want that to be taken away from me um, um, I don't want to be cis before cis female or whatever it is I I just don't I don't want those things to be changed I don't I don't see why they should be changed for me and so right in the heart of all of this is from what I'm understanding correct me if I'm wrong is a a, a woman's issue, an mm. issue that relates to women. Mm -hmm. And I want to be very clear about that because there's a lot of forces going on at the moment that are not just coming from particular groups or so on, but there is a lot going on in the world at the moment that is negating our empowerment. We said on the show that we did women and women's rights, right. 136 years before, if we keep going at the rate that we are, 136 years before be women out. will be equally footed to men. And Lara, who was also on the show, said that we are uh, in a battle. She used the word battle to preserve our rights and to fight for our rights. So, I, you know, I just want to keep reiterating that this is the heart of the conversation. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, you said a number of things there which might... Uh, well, let me last ask you, Alexia, because you replied. Yes. I'm going to start with you, and then I'm going to bring <laughs> Maria in. Because you replied, because yep. your your opinion is very different. So explain how you feel. Uh, based on the real and what was said, I mean, at least coming from my background, being a Gen Z woman, and I have to say also, at this point, a gender-fluid woman, which I'll explain later. But anyway, it's a bit... I know what your intent was, but the way it was said gives a very different impression, and it can come off as, as transphobic, even though you're not necessarily meaning it to be, but that is the way that it comes off, which then puts people, not necessarily like me, but you know, um, transgender people, non-binary people, those who are fighting to be seen as outside of the binary, it feels like an affront. It feels like you're kind of invalidating their whole experience and making it as a us versus them issue, when really it should be we're doing this all together issue and we're helping each other. 
that's really it's that's that's how I perceive that's how other people yeah, perceive I, it as I, well I I, I, I mean <laughs> I'm a bit gobsmacked though at the reaction because mm-hmm. um I definitely didn't say anything at all that was transphobic mm-hmm. I definitely didn't come off in any way as being anti-trans in any way shape or form I was simply saying that they have their rights and they demand and need respect mm-hmm. in their sexuality mm-hmm. and I who am also in a gay relationship would also refer to myself as being gender fluid let's say or bi or whatever you'd like to to call it I've been married and I've had my children with men and I am currently in a relationship with a a, a woman um uh so I mean I uh, I'm open to anything that goes and anything that makes you happy mm-hmm. um uh, but I I I don't I just was so totally floored by the reaction mm-hmm. um, where I was told that I was um, being, um, um, what was it? We, I was, uh, um, God, I can't, I can't think of the word, but that I was being aggressive sort of thing about, mm-hmm. about, um, about trans. And, and what I felt was that I was totally attacked completely attacked and when you and I Trudy and I spoke about it some people are so allowed to have an opinion and that I wasn't allowed to have my opinion and I wasn't allowed to say listen because the fact of it is that Mm -hmm. a man can chop cut change and whatever but will never ever be a a biological woman no which which is fair that's the thing there was nothing wrong in saying that and don't take that away from me Mm -hmm. to give that man transitioning into a woman, his, his, her, whatever kind of respect and place in society. Yes, no, a transgender, uh, uh, how can I say it? The experience of a transgender woman and the experience of a cisgender woman or, you know, woman is very different. They will always be very different. A transgender woman will never know what it's like for us to have periods, to have a hysterectomy, to give birth, mm. all that kind of stuff. Mm. But really what I think the main bit of it is, I do want to reiterate, I, at least my wording, I hope it came off as that, was more as a warning like, hey, listen, this is how it comes off. And you were, I just to put this in context, you were only one of a number of people that, mm-hmm. that, uh, that came back on that post. And there was, there was actually a huge amount of response. And yeah, with yeah, all due yeah. respect, Alexia, your, your response was more articulate. Mm-hmm. However... I was personally called out on social media as transphobic and homophobic, mm-hmm. and as were mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And and Sue's right, we did have this conversation, but this yes, is why yes. we're talking now, because yes, I yes. want to get to the bottom of this mm-hmm. and at least to, to at least to, actually we're probably never gonna get to the bottom of it, but at least open that conversation yes. to to show that it's a conversation that we can have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think you know, I'm jumping probably right the way through the questions, but with everything that is in media at the moment, mm-hmm. you know, we spoke and I said, yes. we can't be in isolation of this conversation when you have the situations like Leah Thomas happening in the US mm-hmm. or you have what's happened in Canada with the the, the trans weightlifter breaking all the records, et cetera, et cetera. And then you have issues with women's toilets and men's toilets. And I keep saying this is a new issue mm-hmm. that needs a new solution. Yep. Mm-hmm. not an, a, an an old solution. And my issue is 
my concern is, and I'm probably going to be the last word I say for a little bit, but when we are looking at how far women have had to fight, mm-hmm. what we're actually looking for is equality across everywhere. And that's mm-hmm. not to, if you're leveling up one group, that's yep. not at the expense of another. And I can see Maria's face there looking like I've got an answer for that. Please <laughs> I don't chip have in. answers. I don't have answers at all. Um, and it's good that we we weren't allowed to talk about it before we got we got round the table. I didn't know. I wouldn't let you. <laughs> but, but, um, and I wasn't aware of of how the response affected you, and that and that saddens me. And I can understand your fear. I wasn't aware of it, but mm-hmm. uh, but but now, and it saddens me. Um, but I disagree on 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 a lot of it. And I know I absolutely know that your intention is not to be transphobic. Mm-hmm. But I do think we need to start peeling back the yep. layers yep. Um, because it, that is how it comes across mm-hmm. to me. But I'm going to unpack all of this. Mm. Um, and, I, and I have to stress, you said at the beginning, um, introduce yourself. Who? And I should have perhaps started with this. So I'm a, um, a cis woman. My gender identity has never been in question for me. I came out with my mum. I opened my legs and I was identified immediately as female. And I think I've been pretty cool with it ever since. It was never something that I questioned or thought about, at least in terms of my body. Um, I'm straight. Um, I'm also white, middle class, which gives me certain privileges that allows me to speak today. And I think, and, and I'm speaking today as a white, cis, straight, woman, I'm certainly not going to speak to the trans experience because I do not know it. And I think it would be mm-hmm. fascinating to perhaps in the future invite a trans woman to... to we are going to. So I'm, I'm going to speak as a feminist as well. And, and um, it was something that you just said, Trudy, that, that, that struck me, that, that of course these are new issues, um, but I'm not actually convinced that we do completely need new solutions if you look at the feminist movement um i feel sue that you're you're kind of i feel like you're almost in a little sense taking the feminist movement back as if biology is destiny um and i would argue that biology is destiny has been incredibly damaging mm-hmm. to women and the feminist movement it's it's in with the same age we're the same age mm-hmm. the two of us are 53 well i will be in a couple of weeks um Probably before, by the time this goes out, I will. Uh, anyway, will. I digress. Um, I can remember a, a couple of examples, but I, I can remember being told at the age of, um, well, essentially being told as I was growing up um, that that my destiny was to to be a mum, to get married first, first, and 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 have children. Um, a career wasn't really on the table. I mean, I, I was of a generation that worked, but not really a career. And there were certain jobs that I was interested in that I was told I cannot do, not because it wasn't a woman's place. And, and I'm going to give you a ridiculous example, but this is what I was told. I was told I couldn't drive a truck. I was working in shipping, and I wanted to work physically in the docks. And I was told that I wouldn't be able to drive a truck because I'm a woman and my brain isn't wired that way. I mean, it, it sounds like it was 300 years ago, but it wasn't. I'm not that bloody old, you know? It, it was not that long ago. Not that long ago, women, it was 1947 that we introduced the vote in, in Malta. Mm-hmm. Women were told that they were not biologically fit enough to vote. Mm-hmm. 
women were told, and we've always been held um, to a, actually quite a limited definition yeah. of what a woman should and can be. Mm -hmm. um, I understand that all the terminology, I struggle with the pronouns. Um, there is a difference between gender identity and sexual orientation. Um, and, and that is not something that I'm going to delve into because it's not my area at all. But I understand that if you're not familiar with it, it's, it's also complicated and complex and can be confusing. But I guess what I'm saying is this. As an intersectional feminist, and I don't usually like using labels, but I'm going to use it today, um, I recognize the different experiences of different women mm -hmm. that are, um, to a certain, to a, to a great degree, actually, affected by place and time. So Alexia's experience of being a, Swiss, a, 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 a cis woman, I think you just described yourselves as no, gender fluid. Gender then you fluid. said gender fluid <laughs> woman in, in Malta in 2023 at the age of 25 is very different to how I felt as a woman at the age of 25 in Malta. Mm -hmm. And definitely, we, let, me, let me extend that. Yeah. The experience of a 25-year-old gay woman in Malta, in Malta today mm -hmm. is incredibly different yep. to the experience of a 25-year-old woman in 1995. Because mm -hmm. space and time matter. Mm -hmm. So since the beginning of the feminist movement, we have been about expanding the definition of woman, not narrowing, expanding and saying, yes, women can drive fucking trucks. Yes, women can choose not to have children. Yes, just because a woman decides not to have a child, she's not less a woman. Just because a woman has no, was born with no uterus, has never had a period, has had a hysterectomy, loves other women, loves many women, loves many men, they are no less a woman. I totally agree with so you. So it's about expanding and not narrowing and putting up a fortress. It's actually about the absolute opposite. It's about pushing out and being exclusive. But by that, and then I'll stop, I promise. I promise. And <laughs> no, then I'll stop. And then, but, but by that, what I'm arguing, I think, mm -hmm. and even if you look around us, there's a lot of diversity just around this table. There is no one woman. There is no one definition of a woman. It is mm -hmm. our experiences are determined by space and time and these intersectional aspects. Um, and by intersectionality, I speak about different vectors of power, racism, um, my mobility in this world. I've just come back from Africa on a flight from Africa and everybody on it is white. Everybody on the plane is white. Why? because people in Africa don't get visas the way I get a visa. So social class, gender, age. Today I can speak so much freely, you know, as a middle-aged woman to how I would have felt when I was much, much younger. So there is no one definition or experience of being a woman. And you said yourself, today I can speak because being Sue is also evolving. You're evolving as a human being. We are all in a process of becoming. And so is 
How is what I said? How is what I said going against what you've just said now, though? So, so I felt like, um, and this is really interesting. I, you, you started off. I only watched the reel twice: once before and once when you asked me, and I didn't read the comments, and I, I regret that now because I didn't have time. You said, you said, um, I'm being told that I can't call myself a woman. Mm. No, of course you can. Absolutely, you can call yourself a woman. But I will relate to a trans woman as a woman too, and they get to call themselves women too. Now, does that mean that they can talk about periods? No, but I can tell you many women that can't talk about periods. They can't talk about migraines and menopause either. But perhaps they can talk about sexual harassment. Mm -hmm. But one lady replied to, to the real and said, and I think this is where where the, the essence of the conversation is is really rooted. Mm -hmm. uh, she said uh, that she ha had just had her third child. And for the first two children, she was heartbroken. For the first two children, she could register herself when she registered the, the child's birth as their mother. Right. And now she was registering herself or, or told to register herself as two. parent one or right. two. Okay. Now, with all due respect... And this is where I'm coming to the right, point of finding right. new solutions. Yeah. If someone has gone, as you ladies have, I haven't, we haven't, yeah. we've something, yeah. we haven't yeah. pushed yeah. out any yeah. lemons. Yeah. But if you've gone through that and you've gone through that whole pregnancy um, and then labor, 24 hours of labor, and you're going to go through the whole postpartum and, and for the rest of it, you'd be affected by it for the rest of your life. I do believe that you should have the right to be able to call yourself woman. I, a mother, I don't believe that's offending anyone. However, we're in a situation where this woman was deeply saddened because she couldn't. She was yeah, not given yeah. that opportunity. And I think yeah. that is kind of the and crux I, of this I, conversation. And I, my, my, I mean, anything, everything that you said so far, mm -hmm. opening up a woman's ability to, I mean, we're not wired. I, <laughs> I personally think that we're wired up much superior, superior to men anyway in our, our brains, that we're capable of way more than men are capable of. I mean, men are stronger physically, but other than that, I think we're stronger. But, I'll hold, I'll, but I, I disagree, but, but, but I'll get back on that as well. But, I mean, I... I um, uh, Never needed a man in my life to pay for a bill. I've worked harder than any man has worked. I've got more balls than any man has. I've got more I'm, vagina, darling. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I definitely do have that as well. But I mean, I've I've been stronger than most men have, have been. I've never thought that a mm -hmm. man should be... That, that there's a job that a, a woman cannot do. So all of the things that you said, yeah. I totally, totally agree with. Totally agree with. And I can't see how in hell's bells what I said goes against what you've just said. I can't because see I'm it or how it was transphobic. Because the reason why we can do these things that you're describing today is because we have pushed the limits of what it means to be a woman and we need to push it even further. But somebody who's born male okay, is not is going to be biologically a woman. So let's talk about the registration. Mm -hmm. So is because I feel like we've started from the premise that, that gender is fluid, but biology is ingrained and we have these two sexes. 
We do. Can I? Can I no, we can don't. I yes, we do. XY or, or no, the we chromosome. Don't. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, no, we I, don't. I think I know where you're going with this. Are you going to mention intersex people? By I'm going to use intersex, intersex people as an dead. example, it's but just simply to demonstrate that we're starting from a false premise. Yeah. We are not just. And so if you're going to talk about the science, mm-hmm. then we have to start with the science. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Can I ask before yeah. we go any further? Because, because I want to make sure that whilst we're doing this, bearing in mind that a lot of these terms are new. Yes. And a lot of what's going on right now is very, very new. And and I would say, you know, five years ago, we would not be having this no, conversation. No, five years ago. No. So you mentioned gender fluid, and I'm going to ask you, Alexia, what does gender fluid mean from you? Because I want to know. And I want everyone who's listening. I mean, to be fair, this, this came up a few... Well, I, I've been feeling it for a few months, but I actually put a name to it a few days ago. So... I'm still kind of exploring that. But for me, at the moment, because obviously, like you said, gender is fluid, my feelings towards my gender and my fluidity will most likely change. Might they stay the same, but there's a chance it can change. But anyway, for me, when I see myself or when I think in my body, like, okay, hmm, right now I feel like a woman. But then other days, I feel completely gender neutral. It's like I kind of forget I'm even a woman. I'm just a human blob. I don't pay much attention to my breasts, my thighs. I I don't I don't see myself as a woman, and I don't really want to be fully acknowledged as always a woman. I just want to be seen as a human. So I'm going to ask you a question, and I'm just going to put this out there. And I'm playing devil's advocate. Don't forget, I'm the host. Yeah. So I'm allowed to. Um, Okay, so when I grew up, I, and still am, a tomboy. I now have long hair, but for the most of my mm. life, I have short, short black hair. Yeah. Um, photo, family photos are very, very funny. Um, because, but I would say that most days I get up and I'm not aware of my boobs, and my boobs are just there. But mm-hmm. just because I don't feel them doesn't mean to say they're not there. Yeah. You are a stunningly beautiful young lady. And I would use that term for you. Mm-hmm. And I always would, because you really are. Yeah, no, but I mean, but I... is that offensive that if no. you're gender fluid and you're not feeling like a woman that day, would you be offended that I say, wow, you're no, a beautiful No, no, that's, that's why I said, in fact, gender fluid woman, because even then the terms are, because I did it like a deep dive on the internet a few days ago, when it comes to, like, for example, non-binary, gender fluids, then there's gender queer, then there's demigender, agender, bigender. There's so many terms for so many things. It's very confusing, but at the moment, oh, sorry, at the moment, what feels? Oh my god, I use you my hand a lot, so I'm hitting you. the mic. No, that's fine. The mic loves you. <laughs> so, what was I saying? Yes, many labels, right? Now, for me, I. I, that's why I said gender fluid women, because I mostly feel like a woman. But then there are days where it's just, it's more, I guess, putting it out there that I don't always feel like a woman. So even like my, for example, my pronouns, like how I would be seen, if you call me a lady, that's fine. She or her, that's fine for me. I'm not offended by it. Maybe one day I might prefer they, but that's more for me rather than for you. So I'm just, putting that out there, saying I am gender fluid because I don't always feel like a female. For me, for example, it's 90% woman, 10% I'd rather not be seen as a woman. So I'm coming to you, Maria, with a question because Alexia is 25. Yeah. She's a beautiful young lady. I'm just going to keep saying that because she is. Is this a recent phenomenon 
And if it's not, mm-hmm. what did we refer to it as before? Okay, um, again, not my area, yeah, yeah, you know, sure. so I really am just speaking. Um, from but but heart, I, from can your... remember, mm-hmm. I, I can remember, I can remember, I mean, I, like I said, I've, I've always, I see there are so many, there are so many complexities. Mm-hmm. You used the word tomboy in Malta. Um, I think in, in, in Alexia's case, I think she has, a, an, a, I think you have a lot more space mm-hmm. and freedom to explore your identity. Um, and I celebrate that. And that is thanks to the feminist movement. Mm-hmm. And it's also thanks to the LGBTI exactly. yeah. movement as well. And, and I think we have, they, they are allies in our fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were many individuals of different genders historically who struggled with their identity and wouldn't have had the space to explore it in the same way. Um, So we wouldn't have had these conversations. It's similar to uh, it's similar to women being pro-choice in Malta. Suddenly we are, we have a movement and people are coming out and say, it's a coming out process. I am pro-choice. Yeah. It wasn't safe for them to talk about it in, over the last 10 years. It's the most recent. In the same way, it, we've, we've been through this with, with um, people who identify as gay historically. And many of my friends who, who married somebody um, of the opposite gender because they felt they had to fit in and it completely denied where they're at. So I'm looking at sexual orientation here. So I think we've opened up the space for people to be able to explore it. And it doesn't mean that suddenly, oh, everyone now suddenly thinks they're gay. No, they have, and young people have the safety, uh, the, the space to explore it. And people who identify as gay, are uh, uh, they are supported in this coming out process. But of course mm. we had different terms or no terms at all because it was as if they weren't there. I, I can remember uh, uh, in, in Madonna, my voice is getting high and I always keep telling myself <laughs> I want to talk low because I feel I'd be taken more seriously. Um, I can remember in Sijiwi, um no, it wasn't in Sijiwi actually, it was somewhere else, but I, I can, I can, ref, I can re, ref, remember my family referring to someone as Mararajel. I was like Mararajel. Uh, man, that's a man woman. Yes, I got called that a lot. I was yeah, called a man Mara woman. Um, I don't know what or who they were describing or what characteristics, but it sort of demonstrates. A well, I'm not even sure. Yes, it, because in, I was called a Mara Rajan no, for many it years. It could have been a that is what they, that is what they not necessarily. To me it could have been somebody who was intersex, somebody who was trans. And, uh, and and was exploring, it could have been many things. I'm not saying it wasn't a transvestite. I'm saying it could have been and other things. But we didn't have the terminology and we didn't have the space to understand what was going on. But I do want to, to, to bring it back to the issue of two sexes. Um, because if we're going to look at biology as destiny and if we're going to be told, you know, you're denying biology, my argument would be no, you are. You, you spoke about registering a baby. Um, and, and we need to remember that there are many, much of what we do, sometimes we don't even think about it, is, is decided by legal institutions. So even assigning a gender, that's a whole legal ritual that is, that is established within our institutions. And historically, when a baby was born, they were either boy or girl. 
As if. Well, one had a penis and one had a vagina. Not everybody is born with a penis. Okay, and then there's intersex as well. But let's talk about the ones that. So let's include. Let's talk about. Children born with a penis and children born with a vagina. But you, so we ignore What's, the well, people that don't. No, 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 no. Okay, then, then there are intersex as well. But the, so, a so person we, who's so, born with a penis. So what is he? So can we establish that there is actually a spectrum and not two sexes? Because if we establish and agree that there are more than two sexes, then actually what I'm saying is I'm not denying biology. I'm not saying biology is destiny. What I'm saying is actually biology is much, much, much more complicated than you are acknowledging. Yes, no, there are people who are born with a penis, there are people who are born with a vagina, and then there are intersex as well. No, yes, no, there are people Sue. who are no, born Sue. with both. No. There are, there are, along that intersex spectrum, mm. you can have people with different chromosomes. It is yep. much more complex than that. Not my area, so I'm not going to go, I, but I know. Can I jump in with well, this? Well, you know more than me, absolutely. So when it comes to intersex people, there is one label, intersex, right? But that covers... But that covers a wide range of people who fall under that spectrum. Intersex is a spectrum in itself. So okay, it's not but just the majority of people the majority of people who transition from male to female are born male and transitioning to female. So and and let's talk so, so if if you have a baby if you uh -huh. going, if you have a baby today yes. and that baby is born not intersex not within that whole spectrum is born yes, with yes. a penis. Yes. What is he? Uh, what is that baby? The baby is a male. The baby is assigned at birth uh, is, yes. as male. Mm -hmm. but it's assigned actually at conception male as soon as no, the chromosomes... No, actually, no, let us. It's, we are yes. all... When we the are two all chromosomes meet, you're, baby, you're male or female. No, you're not. You're born you're female. You're made female first. And then, and, and then, then with the two chromosomes that you are given, then you, you as you grow more. inside your mother's so womb, you are male. So biologically, there is a spectrum. And if we start from that premise, then I think it opens up... Mm -hmm. to acknowledging that, first of all, no, we are not biologically male or female. And then you also have the construction of gender. I remember many years ago, I, I jumped on you, didn't I? I, oh, no, I would just like to go back, as in when you mentioned what is he, and I said male, I would like to just expand on that. You would assume it's male, but they were, as you said, assigned male at birth. And then obviously, like I can say in my case, for example, there were tests and then we found out, you know, maybe that's how they find out that there's the extra chromosome. Sometimes and, uh, it's kind through of tests, other day, sometimes it comes out in puberty. It's not puberty even that as well, you know, obvious. So you would assume it's male, but really you're assigning that label onto them, onto this child. So uh, a, 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 human is, a human is born with a penis. Yes. And it's not necessarily a male? It's a signed male, unless there's something that they find so, out. So you, you, you'd have a human born with a penis, and you yes. would say, we don't know really what this is yet, I mean, you this can. human with or a penis. Or perhaps, perhaps, because don't forget, we're working with legal definitions. Exactly. This is legal definitions now we're speaking about. Uh -huh. And just as we have expanded other legal definitions, like marriage isn't just between a man and a woman, okay. and women can vote, there is no reason why we can't also expand on the legal assignment of sex. Mm -hmm. and, and, and again, I don't want to get too much into the intersex. Um, I just want to use it uh, to, to, to make a point, really, because I think that's another program in its own right. And again, I'm no expert. If we accept that premise and also accept that gender is also complicated, just as sexual orientation is compli complicated, just as life is complicated, then it allows us the possibility to understand 
different experiences. So I, again, cannot say, well, this is how it feels to be trans because I don't know. Mm. But, but, but what, I, what I do know is this, and, I, and, I, and, I, and then I'll shut up. Um, but I, about a few years ago, and I can speak about it publicly because they were very public, I, I, I went to a, a seminar um, and there were two parents um, and it was, it was the father, and, and, and okay, I'll, I'll go on to that, but it was the father who was speaking. Um, and I remember him because he, I've gone cold because he really affected me. You can see, you can't see the hair on my, because he really affected me. Because he, he was what my uncle would have called a man's man, <laughs> very <laughs> masculine, macho. Yeah. And, and he spoke about his daughter who was born and assigned male at birth and um his daughter as he was as 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 his, as his daughter was growing up she refused the football she refused she wanted to be called something else so she wanted to be called a, 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 by a girl's name from very early on this girl mm. was resisting now she had a penis she had a penis, but she was resisting everything. And this dad who said, you know, born male, never questioned it. You know what I mean? He said, there, were, there comes a point as a father where you say, stop, stop. I'm hurting. I'm hurting her. I'm hurting my daughter. And, I, and I'm paraphrasing what he says. So I threw out the football boots. I, 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 I threw out, I don't know what else he said, you know, this sort of stereotypical. He said, and, and we bought in the pink. And, 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 and I think that's fine. And I and I but, would. But, but are we going to do that? I think that's that fine. But but no. But but she's but, not. But she is not biologically female. She's and trans. Then, she's trans. And and that doesn't mean that because of her story. And I'm very sorry about it. And whatever. And and whatever. But it doesn't mean that then either. when because now because we have this whole movement going on that when I have a child on the birth certificate I'm parent too. And I'm sorry. No, I'm not parent too. I'm the mother. Don't take that away from me to cover up or to help a, this other a, person. I mean, keep me as the mother and let's put her then in her category. But keep me as the mother because I am the mother. I am not parent one and I'm not parent two. And I never will be. I mm. am the mother. So it's I that. am the mother today, tomorrow so, okay, and yesterday. So let's break it down. So you're happy with Don't her. take away okay. what's mine so, in order to give something so, to somebody else. So let's else. call this girl Jane. Are you happy to acknowledge Jane as a girl? Uh, she's because, a trans female. She's and, trans. And she's a transgender person. She's a transgender person. Her children's name is Jane. I don't have any issue whatsoever. Look, first off, first off, the whole thing about the real was that I had an opinion. And my opinion is as valid as yours is and as hers is yes. and as Jane, who, is, who was born male and was a female. And yes, a female yes. Right? So we all have that right to an opinion. Yeah. I had an opinion, which I wasn't um, uh, being um, uh, aggressive about at all, mm -hmm. but the reaction was totally aggressive. I was ripped to shreds. I was shared. It went viral. I was bullied. For me, simply having an opinion, which I have a right to, as much as Jane has her rights, as much as Jane's father has her rights, as much as you do, as much as... Why is my right totally ripped to shreds? I was shared, I went viral, I was bullied, I was hounded. Okay. Why, for me having that 
opinion. Mm-hmm. What, what what's wrong in me having but that Sue, opinion? I think we need to. I I am. I can feel you, and maybe the the listeners won't feel Sue, but I'm next to you, and I can feel you. I was so. And I, I was feel livid about it. Livid about it because I, I am not. Is, I am not against yeah, no, trans. No, I get it. I get. I I feel you. I'm not going to say I'm here. I feel you. But I think that is a separate issue and a, something we can talk about yeah. to whether or not we recognise Jane as a woman too. And can, I, th- can I ask a question? I'm just going to jump in there and I'm going to, I know, Alexi, that you want to talk, but I just want to put this in context as well because we've, we've talked about um, this this grey area. We've talked about the, the, that uh, about gender. Spectrum. Mm-hmm. And the spectrum. And, and we've also identified Jane who has a very... Truthful was, issue. It's a very it, it's and it's a happy her, story yeah, because her parents acknowledged her and her school acknowledged her. Yeah. So it's, she had her own journey, but I, I think I have two questions. So be patient. What percentage are we talking about of somebody who's affected in that way that is born to a gender that they do not identify with? And the reason I ask that is because this is a relatively new issue. And I'm going to keep coming back and saying, we would not be having this conversation around the table five years ago. I can promise you that there were a handful of people who knew what non-binary or gender fluid was five years ago. So we do, and this is why I say, is that we have to have new thoughts on the topic because it it is a relative, whilst it, it may have been around for a long time, whilst maybe the, these, these mm-hmm, challenges mm-hmm, have been around mm-hmm, for millennia, mm-hmm. we're talking about them now. As a topic, it's... And a, I it's think mm-hmm. if you take the instance of the lady who wrote in and said, I'm, I've just had my child and I've had labour and I want to be identified as a mother, or to put it in the context of more complicated issues that maybe are not affecting us in Malta, but are affecting women around the world that affect mm-hmm. safety... They affect rights. They affect liberty, and we've seen it. They affect competition. They and these are these are things that have hit media, whether or not they're minorities as well. They're still hitting our media streams. They're still influencing people's thought processes. Mm-hmm. So my first question is, how many are we talking about? And my second question is, how do we handle this now? Because this is not. Uh, an, an issue that is of millennia. This is not something we were talking about even pre-COVID. No, absolutely right. So I'm going to ask you, Alexia, how what percentage of the population are affected by your... I mean, you said you did a deep dive into it, so I'm assuming you would know how many... what percentage are, are considering themselves to be gender-fluid, non-binary, etc., etc. that's... So I'm... Um, I'm trying to remember the percentages, but when it comes specifically to transgender people, it's not even like 3%. It's still a very small Mm. number, but we're just seeing them a lot more. Well, I would question that even, and just because today it's 9% of the population that are coming out to consider themselves in here in Malta and nine percent of the population and across this a mean average across Europe that consider themselves part of the LGBTQI plus community Mm -hmm. so within that community you three percent are trans I'm I'm probably probably likely it's even less than that yes no it's still a 
considering obviously you know you have all the you have lesbian gay bisexual you know da, da, da. but even then when it comes to definitions of gender identity sexual orientation it's still something that is debated within the community itself as a bisexual woman because i'm in a straight passing relationship some people won't even acknowledge what, what, what's relationship straight passing i'm in a relationship with a man okay straight always passing been straight passing what so does, what, what, it means it looks like i'm straight you will just assume i'm straight because oh, i'm there okay. and i'm with a man i'm 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 asking because yes, i think yes. for anybody who's listening who doesn't yes so no i just it's just a terminology passing. that i have so i just said yeah, so no, that is cool. straight passing so even the fact that i have not been with a woman i've not been with a woman sexually some people don't like that i still call myself bisexual because i haven't had those experiences so i can't call myself bisexual I've only made out with women. I've never been with a woman sexually. I've only been with men sexually. But some some other people in the community were like, no, you can't be bi then. I'm just by curious. Are you bi? I just think <laughs> it's just so complicated. No, that's, that's, it's that's so, understand. it's, it's so understandable. complicated. It's understandable. I, 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 um, okay, so I was born in 1970. Um, old. I, <laughs> um, uh, I came, I was raised sort of like going to church and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And, uh, and I went to a, a, um, a Catholic church and we were told to keep our legs closed because if you sat near a boy and your legs weren't closed, you could get pregnant. So that was the kind of era I was brought up in. Oh um, uh, I had um, boyfriends. Sorry, I, just to, to check, you can't? Uh, I thought that still no okay no right. no no you can't no <laughs> although that's what we were told um uh, I, I always went out with boys but I remember uh at the age of about 17 having a crush on um uh, uh a tomboy so this this girl that looked very boyish so she had short hair and she dressed like a boy and whatever and I had a crush and um, obviously at that time it, you know, sort of loads of girls had crushes on girls or tomboys or whatever, you know, sort of like, and we just sort of, that was part of growing up and becoming whatever or finding your own sexuality and whatever. But I never, ever acted upon it. Anytime I ever thought about um, uh, going out with a girl or kissing a girl or whatever, it was like, oh, mm -hmm. <laughs> absolutely something you can't do. Um, uh, and even if I actually kind of like worked through it in my head and I thought about uh, being sexually involved with a female body, the anatomy of it, I just, I thought, no, I absolutely wouldn't be able to touch anybody's boobs. I wouldn't be able to touch anybody's vagina. I mean, this was just absolutely no. Um, and then obviously I got married and I had my child and I, I was always with men. I had various relationships, boyfriends and whatever. Until um, then, after um, uh, uh, quite a while, I thought I was going to give up on men because I absolutely just can't, had such bad, well, not bad choice, I can't say I had bad choice, but I just, it never worked for me with, mm -hmm. with, with a man. Now, I don't know whether it was because I was so fiercely independent and being um, a 70s child, you, uh, being in a relationship with a man, you were supposed to be sort of like dependent they wanted you to be emotionally dependent, not financially dependent. So they wanted you to be to be able to afford your own stuff so that you didn't need them to look after you financially. But everything else, you had to be dependent on, on the man. And I was absolutely not dependent on any man. I wasn't dependent on anybody at all. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so uh, stumbled across this this uh, perchance I, I I met a, a lady then when I was um, uh, forty eight and I ended up having um, a relationship with her. Do I think I'm bi? I think I just got to the stage where to me um, it's just another person, a human being. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I I I fell for another human being. Yeah. The fact that it was a female was kind of irrelevant but not irrelevant because having a relationship with a female um there was more of a an understanding like you knew each other you knew you, uh-huh. you know more about the fe- I, I don't know i don't know what it was it's it sort of like males m- men don't understand women as much as maybe a woman understands a woman and then at that point the fact that she had a vagina or that she had boobs was irrelevant to me it was the person which is exactly what Martina said when she came on the show and was women, women with a voice. She said it was irrelevant whether the woman, whether irrelevant the person she married was a man or a woman. It was mm-hmm. it was the person she fell in love with. Mm-hmm. I have a question for, I can hear that intake of breath there, <laughs> but I have a question, a, a curious question, and I want to bring it back to this, this I, issue of identity yep. and of women. But before I get there, yeah. my curious question for you, Alexia, mm-hmm. you just said that you've made out with a girl but that's as far as it goes but you're in a in a relationship with a man at the moment yeah um i'm gonna make a huge suggestion i've been saying this since i was 13 years old i don't believe that women for one moment are men or women i think you'll find quite a lot of girls have made out with Mm -hmm. girls and had kissed with girls in some point in their their journey and then maybe they've done more but why is it important for you mm-hmm. to say that you are non-binary when you are in obviously a loving relationship with a, a sorry not non-binary I forgive me you said that you were bi bi yep why bearing in mind that I'm assuming that you are in a relationship a loving relationship with a guy why is it important for you to say that you're bisexual because I'm assuming that you're not foreseeing the end of your relationship oh. no not at all I mean I'm in love with him. I, from where we are in a relationship now, I think I might spend the rest of my life with him. Fantastic. But <laughs> for but me, so, but then why would why would you label yourself bi? Why is it important that you say that you're bi? Because at least throughout my life, there were feelings I felt for women which I couldn't, I didn't know what they were until I actually thought in my head, and then I said, okay, for example, I kind <laughs> of fell in love with an old friend of mine. I wanted to hold her. I wanted. To, I felt romantic feelings. Obviously, didn't act on them sexually or anything. Why not? Can I ask you why not? Though was it because you were too young and you didn't want to have sex? I or what stopped no, you from having sex? No, I didn't understand what sex? it was. I didn't understand what the feelings were. I knew that I wanted to be close with this person. I just. But didn't you got know off with women, right? You've you've had you've kissed and and touched and whatever. I've just I just old phrase. I haven't heard anyone say get that? off. I don't know. But oh I my mean, god! As you said it, I got oh my god. Oh, that was a blast from the past. <laughs> Maria going, wow, Susan, get yeah, off. Okay. Oh, God, that was good. Do we say that? Do we say that? On a Monday, we'd ask, did you get off with anyone? <laughs> do we say Just it? to explain, because uh, with all due respect, say, that means a snog. No, I, I know. I mean, it was. The, we still use the phrase got off. Oh, cool. oh we do use it. Yes. <laughs> awesome. So you've gotten off with them. a woman. Yes, I have. And... <laughs> why why wouldn't you have taken that to the next step? Is it because you were too young to have sex or something stopped oh. you from going to the next stage? Uh, at that moment, I mean, one... Actually, wait, no. I don't know how to explain it. Um, 
this person I, I got off with a few times. Mm. Once, both curious. Two, I actually don't know how it happened. We just kissed each other outside uh, on the halls in, in higher secondary, the second school I was attending. And then another one time where I realized I really do like this was I was with this friend. This wasn't the one I ended up having feelings for, but another friend. We were at Pacheville. We were, we went, we, we had shots, we were, you know, having fun, and we went to Footloose. And at that point, during that time in Footloose, it was before all the young people came in, all the, like, it wasn't packed. It was still relatively, like, quiet. And we were literally the only two women in the bar and at Footloose. And we were just dancing, trying to have a good time. And then this man, this man tries to corner us, mm. like, literally corner us. And, again, we, I was drunk at this point but i just wanted this guy to get away from me so i asked her i said can can we make out so he goes away <laughs> oh my gosh that's like the worst thing you know Jeez. funnily enough we did make out i did really enjoy it he stepped back like oh okay and then i just grabbed my friend and fucked off okay that was it but and carried on and carried on your night you don't we don't sleep with everybody that we get off with no no yeah, no, no of course not no of course not no no i was just wondering why if as a bisexual ah, person yes. with an attraction to a female how come if she has gotten it. off with a female how it hasn't gone the whole way we are i'm going to just bring this back because we are getting quite a way off topic and and whilst yeah, this is yeah, really good yeah, fun yeah. <laughs> um getting off with people and that yeah. um i want to bring it back to the topic now I'm going to ask this question again yeah. because I'm going to give it a bit of a backstory to Sue's reel that I'm aware of and that we haven't really spoken about in this conversation and that mm -hmm. it wasn't in isolation. There is a lot of stuff out in media and socials, positive and negative, towards women's identity. If you go onto socials and if you happen to go on TikTok and you, and you search for certain people who've said certain things, your algorithms are full of people like Leah Thomas or Riley Gaines, which is a situation that's taken place in the US. Riley Gaines was the, the, the um, AC, ACCA swimmer who lost out to Leah Thomas, who had competed as a man the previous year, swim season, had transitioned without any medical intervention whatsoever to then take, to, to swim in the women's league and had won every single trophy and taken it away from women. Now, I believe, Sue, that that was one of the things that was the background mm -hmm. to this conversation about that women's identity. That and also, identity. at the time, um, in the news, there was the case of the, the rape case in Scotland where this uh, man had raped two... He was um, uh, in court for two violent, very violent rapes. Um, uh, and from the time that he had been caught and was awaiting trial, he transitioned into a transvestite. He didn't have his operations, but he went to court. By the time he went to court, he was dressed in pink and as a female and whatever. He got found guilty of these two violent rapes and was put into prison, but he was put into the female um, section and there was a whole big furore at the time and then um, he had to be moved to, to a, a male section. And I'm going to just suggest mm. and throw it out there that there are like your your friend who and your friend who was making the speech about his daughter, there are absolutely incredible genuine stories of 
instances where, the, where identity is not taken for granted. Yes. But I also believe that there are situations in which women are at risk because, let's face it, not every single person can be held to be truthful in, in their actions yeah. and what they're doing. And I think this is where I'm coming to you because surely the law should protect us women, empower our trans sisters, mm -hmm. if you'd mm -hmm. like to call them that, but also protect women as well. Mm -hmm. And this is why I keep saying there's a new issue and we need a new solution. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, because uh, even me, I, I want to bring it back to the issue of feminism, um, because I feel like we've 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 gone into to trans issues, but I, I want to keep it as a woman's issue because I feel like it's an important as a feminist issue. Yeah. But for me, if if somebody says I identify as a woman, then they, they identify as a woman. Their experience of being a woman is different to mine, perhaps yeah. or perhaps not. But your experience of being a woman is different to mine. So what? So. And so, all of our experiences. So we will come together either in solidarity on issues. So if, for example, um, let me take one of my own. We, we were having a conversation because anyone that knows me know that I knows that I moan about it all the time. I have migraines because I'm hormonal because I'm peri going through perimenopause. You can come to you. You are an ally. You can't speak as a woman who who is experiencing hormonal migraines. You you are an ally with me speaking about something that I'm going through because mm -hmm. of perimenopause. So different women have different experiences and we come together yeah. as feminists and men join the feminist movement too. Many people join the feminist movement. When we speak about issues, for example, the one in the prison, I, I feel here it's like now we, and, and, I, and I don't want the feminist movement to be about being anti-men either. This is not the case. This is not about being anti-man mm -hmm. or that man is bad or that man with penis is bad or is a man with penis is a problem. If there is a person who has been accused of a violent rape, who happens to have a penis, is not the penis that's a problem, it's the asshole behind the penis mm -hmm. that is the problem. If you have a, a cis um, a, a cis woman who has been accused of raping her partner with a bottle, she too would be in the women's prison. Would she also not be a threat? I mean, you, you see what is I'm that, saying? Is it likely that that's the case though? If, she, if I'm a if I'm a cis if I'm a cis no, no, woman, I'm just wondering how often those cases. I've are. never heard of a woman raping no, being I'm taken to court. A woman can rape somebody. With, I, I came up with oh, a yeah, bottle because sure, that's what yeah. I saw in front of me. But it, I mean, of course, many there are many violent women in prison. Okay, mm -hmm. let me not use yeah. rape as an yeah. example. But of yeah. course, yeah. yes. Yeah. But if there is a woman who is has been violent and is imprisoned, would we say she doesn't belong in the women's prison because she's been violent? She, then, ergo, she will be violent with me. Why do we have a problem with the penis? The penis is not the problem. It's yes. the asshole behind the yes, penis it's how they in, in, in this case violence, and what they yeah. think they can do with but it. Their, but their, their concentration, their... So then you would need to protect the women. So you would need to protect the women in the prison because you have a, a dangerous individual, not because you have a dangerous individual with a penis. Yeah, exactly. That, that's you my point. Be, you can still be... You would uh, still need to protect them. Of yeah. course you would. You know, I mean, if, the, if you have a violent woman mm -hmm. 
then the women, the other women in the prison, prison need to be protected too. Exactly. And I think this 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 focus on the uh -huh. penis I find quite bizarre, to be honest, because it makes the penis. The, oh, sorry, <laughs> this has to be the program oh, that, that penis. <laughs> No program has ever said penis um, quite as I just often. add on to that, you know, violence as well. Violence isn't gendered. Like, yes, obviously you have... We can talk about patriarchy. Yes. Um, absolutely, yes, is, yes. you know. And then the capacity for violence isn't completely gendered. There are women who... Women, women can be violent too. Women. There are women that, who, that doesn't okay, take away from my conversations about patriarchy and how it affects gender relationships. Yeah. Absolutely. But I'll you have you have women who are murderers who are put into prisons, and they I mean they are violent people and whatever. But the person who was a rapist, he decided to change. He used this whole thing about becoming trans so that he got into the women's section. I mean, and that was what he did. Well, we can't that. assume that this person used. I mean, it, it could be that this process was going on at the same time. But again, if this person is a threat, then of course the other women need to be protected. Yeah. But that would be regardless of this person's gender identity. Exactly. It should be because they are a dangerous person, not because of, you know, and... I'm going to throw out a hypothetical situation, okay? I'm just going to... I wish and, I could mute myself like Zoom. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm going to... That's why we have editing. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I'm going to throw out a hypothetical situation because yeah. we're, we're about, you know, 10 minutes away from, from wrapping this show up. And I think, I think what's been wonderful is that we... I've been listening to three different opinions and three very well versed well uh, researched and well educated opinions and very personal opinions as well because they're based on experience as well but let's come to a very basic situation when it comes to women's safety and I think we would all agree and this show is all about women you know I whether women from any background but it's about women mm -hmm. uh, we've had a, a wide range of representation on the show and we're only in season three and I embrace that but is it not women's safety that we should also be taking into account so let's say let's say that a woman we have worked hard to find safe spaces for women yes mm -hmm. We're still working hard to find yeah. safe spaces for women. Whether it be in dialogue or whether it be physically. So how do we go about making sure that we address, embrace, and incorporate all women without risking a woman's safety, whether it be psychological, physical, or, or mental? No, because I've, I've said, I, I mean, I have an answer, but I was going to wait. Okay. No, go on. I don't think we should essentialize women. And, and, and so, so when we're talking about women, I'm talking about all women, including trans women. And the feminist movement, much of it has been about women's safe spaces. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and so let me shift the lens to look at patriarchy and how patriarchy affects all genders negatively, but especially women. And here, when I use the term women, I'm using it mm -hmm. in an inclusive sense. Yeah. Now, I will speak about trans. If there's, if I think if there's one group of women who can speak about sexual harassment and feeling unsafe, it's trans women walking down a street, being scared of being beaten up, 
Um, oh, I'm moving, sorry. Uh, walking down a street, being fair, scared of being beaten up. If there are any women that can speak to, not they're not the only women, but they can certainly speak to gender-based violence. So as a feminist, I would be looking at how we create more safe spaces mm -hmm. for all women. Mm -hmm. Women who are white, women who are black, women who are 20, I feel safer than you for sure. Because not many people are gonna look at me as a sexual being in the same way they're gonna look at you because you're younger, you're more vulnerable from that perspective. Yes, exactly. So if, you know, so every woman mm -hmm. can feel safe or unsafe. Mm -hmm. There are forces at play. And I think as a feminist, our role is to look at how these issues intersect and how we can protect all women and give voice to all women mm -hmm. from their situated reality, mm -hmm. which is different to mine always, yeah. but with overlaps. Could I just add to that in the same, Absolutely, yeah. in the sense of what you were saying, as in I, I identify as a feminist as well, I agree 100% with what you're saying. And even then, when you talk about safe spaces as well, what I at least have seen in activism and seen as you know my own experiences in the political sphere and the activist sphere as well, we need to come together in terms of our similarities, like how patriarchy affects all of us. Like you were saying, for example, how patriarchy affects a trans woman would be different than how patriarchy affects me or affects uh, even men as well. Like femme presenting men will be... Even masculine presenting men, they're, they're affected yeah, negatively. I mean, they're, they're all affected negatively, but even again, their presentation, how they present themselves will always, it will Fair change enough, yes. how they are affected especially because of homophobia, all that kind of yes. stuff, it, it, yes. you know. Um, but even then, so really it's all about coming together, like you were saying, really, and embracing those similarities and how we can work together to eradicate what harms us. The harms. But then even then, sometimes what I think, at least what I've seen, bisexual to me will mean something very different to someone else. It will not necessarily mean the same thing. For someone who is, um, for me, bisexual means being attracted or the ability to be attracted to more than one gender. But that is not the definition which is accepted by everyone because they would, yeah, because they would basically, they might prefer to use a different label, maybe pansexual, which is all genders to most people. So the way that we use these labels, there are common definitions but then these definitions itself will vary a bit. And that's where I think we're getting a bit lost because let's say someone who says I am, again, I said I'm, I'm a gender fluid woman. My understanding of gender fluid is different from someone else's understanding of gender fluid. Ideally, it is that we understand the way that we are using these labels and what it is saying about ourselves and about our sexual orientation, our identity, et cetera, et cetera. Um, in terms of, of obviously transgender rights and stuff like that. Sorry, I keep hitting the mic. No, this mic's not offended. <laughs> um, in terms of transgender rights, so and gender identity, when it comes to, you know, being a transgender woman saying I am a woman, they're not necessarily taking from cisgender women. They they're doing it like I identify with you not instead of you, not I'm taking, you know, not I'm taking away from you, I identify with you. That is really what they are trying to say. I identify as a woman. I know they, even the whole, um, the idea of 
you know, when I say I'm a wo- a transgender woman says I'm a woman, they are a transgender woman. I've never, to be honest, I've never heard of someone saying a transgender woman saying I am just a woman. They they highlight that they are a transgender woman because that is their experience. They don't take away from cis women. They just want to be included in how they're seen. So, what's your thoughts on that? To be honest, I'm sitting here and I feel really sad because I um, the first time that I was, let's say, molested by a man, I was five years old, sitting on the front doorstep of my parents' house waiting for the school bus. The second time I was nine, then I was 11, then I was 14, and then I was 17. I remember them each and every time. The time I felt most comfortable going out into a nightclub environment was at an event called Peach, which was, which is uh, an event which is run by a group of lesbian women and only women go to. And I felt my most comfortable. My best friend for many, many years was a transsexual, transvestite, not a transsexual, because he didn't have um, the operation, dressed as a woman, lived as a woman for many, many years. And he was he, she, because now he reverted back to being gay male. And he was my best friend. Three of my best friends are gay boys. And I love them dearly. And I feel so safe when I'm out with them. And I'm not in any way against anybody who's transsexual or changes their sex or whatever they want. But I am a woman and I am a mother. And I don't want that to be taken away from me. And I don't want words to be put into my mouth. Don't don't try and say that I am feeling or thinking against trans or bi or gay or whatever, because I'm not. I'm all for being equal. I'm all for being accepting. I'm all for being tolerant of everybody. And I want to be tolerated and accepted as well. And that's all. And I just, I feel very sad that having my opinion seems to put me under this category of being transphobic or, or being, I don't know, um, uh, violent or aggressive towards this community that I have always felt very much part of all my life. All my life. Since a child, I have always felt at one with gay people and transsexual people and transvestites. Maria, it's a complicated issue, isn't it? It is. It's really complex. And, 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 and I'll finish how I started off. It's good that we have these uncomfortable conversations. For me, it's not about delineating what is a woman. It's about expanding. Mm -hmm. It goes back to the beginning again. It's about expanding and including many different kinds of women and many different experiences of being a woman under one umbrella. Mm -hmm. And today we might speak about women and reproductive health. Tomorrow we might talk about women and safety in the streets. Mm -hmm. And we will come with different perspectives on that. For me, saying identifying as a cis woman which is something that i did quite recently it's about acknowledging my privilege um identifying as a straight woman is acknowledging my privilege uh, identifying as a white woman acknowledges my privilege that doesn't mean i've not had it hard 
I've had it tough in many ways, but I've also benefited from having this normative identity that mm -hmm. is recognized and in many ways celebrated within mainstream society. Um, for me as well, the feminist movement is a movement that looks at everybody and is about expanding the rights of everybody and ensuring that everybody is able to live in a safe way. And I'm expecting eye rolls, um, but, but for me, it's also about love. Um, and, and, and that is the root of, of, of what I do and what I speak about. So, so I, I, I think if you, if you speak about love and acknowledging every individual for who they are, and who they are becoming, mm -hmm. because we're all in a process of becoming and growing, then, then it's about expanding. It's not about walls. It's about expanding. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And I'm going to come, Alexia, I'm going to come to you last for your closing thoughts, because it's the conversation with you that started this process of having this show around this table. Now, Maria's just said, and I'm going to ask you a question again that I asked you off air because Maria's just said that she's embracing being a cis woman. And Sue is saying, actually, you know what? I just, I, I, I have relationships, very close relationships with communities of transgender, gay, et cetera, et cetera, but doesn't want to be referred to as a cis woman. Where do you sit? Your last words on that. Is that okay? As if Sue doesn't want to be called a cis woman and, and Maria does. And, and what are your closing thoughts? I understand why you don't want to be referred to as a cis woman. But when it comes to... Turn, like, oh, It's about being inclusive. It's about being inclusive. I understand your, your reasons why you don't want to do that. But in this day and age, if you don't want to be referred to as a cis woman at all being like you know i saw a reaction to it and i i understand where that's coming from but again this is in terms of inclusivity expanding the definition of what a woman is now if we say okay i'm woman you're a transgender woman cisgender is a term that isn't necessarily new it's a medical term but it expands on the definition of what a woman is, and it is more inclusive. So it it makes people more comfortable to be open about what they're saying. Now, I'm not saying you have to say it all the time. I'm not saying that you have to go up to everyone and say, "Oh, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a cis woman." Can Especially, I, can I throw? Can I just be? A, I just want to clarify something there because you said using the term cis woman is more means that it's more inclusive, but isn't that just the whole point? And I'm being devil's advocate, and so don't throw bricks at me. But if Sue has to identify herself as a cis woman mm -hmm. and a trans woman has to identify herself as a trans woman, yeah. if it was really inclusive, would we not all just be called women? And Sue can call herself a woman and a trans woman can call herself a woman. I mean, to woman. be fair, the, the use of the term cis woman, it can also depend on who you're with. If we're all together and we're all, well, I'm not cis woman, but at this point in time, but... You know, we wouldn't even need to really use the term. We'd say it because we want to be, I don't know how to, I don't, don't have to I say don't it. introduce myself at a cocktail party and say I'm a cis yes, woman. Yes, exactly. It's, it's a situated it, response. Uh -huh. And in an ideal world, I would say, yeah, absolutely. We shouldn't have to use the term cis woman. But because we're not there but, yet. But, but from the perspective that anyone who identifies as woman is a woman. Mm -hmm. 
and I would like to get there. But until that happens, then in saying I am cis woman, I am acknowledging that not all women have that privilege. Exactly. Ladies, I want to say a huge thank you. Um, I'm also going to finish off the show by saying you're very, very welcome to join in the discussion, have opinions and make comments. I'm going to be very forthright and say right now, if there's any hate comments, those will be eliminated. And if there's any particular hate comments and trolling, you will be reported. We welcome, welcome, welcome these discussions. And I think Ladies, don't you feel that it was... Everyone's looking a little bit exhausted. We've got to the end of this massively long show, hour and a half, and we're all looking, looking a little bit tired. But I am going to raise a glass and say... My water. We may not <laughs> agree, but thank goodness we're having a discussion. Cheers to that. Cheers. 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 Thank you for coming, ladies. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Wow.